Welcome. You are listening to the Cover to Cover podcast, lively conversations with cutting edge authors, hosted by Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Mary is an author, advocate, and educator. Join us to find your new favorite author, book, or inspiration. And now, here's Mary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I have a special guest today, and I'm really excited. So on cover to cover, I like to cover everything in the writing world, inspirational stories, people who are out there doing some really amazing things in the world. And uh, so today is nothing short of awesome. I'm very excited. Um, The gentleman that I'm interviewing is a native Texan, and he made a name for himself on the competitive Texas Honky Tonk Circuit before graduating. I mean, it sounds like a Nashville, Texas story, right? Uh, Graduating to success on a national level in the early 2000s. His smooth, evocative voice and energetic stage presence quickly established Chris Chitsey, this is who I'm interviewing today, as one of the latest Texas exports he has found national acclaim. Now, he's been doing this for um, years, and we're going to talk to him about his career. I'm very excited to be able to share him with you, and we have some Nashville connection here with Chris, which is awesome. Um, he is, uh, you know... Like I said, he's been doing this a while and his latest single, if you haven't checked it out, you need to, is Last Time I Saw You. And it has uh, risen to the top of the charts on the World and Euro Indie Charts. And um, if you've ever wondered what it's like to be on a billboard on Broadway, well, we're going to get to talk to Chris here. So Chris Chitsey, thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you? I am wonderful, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great introduction. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. So I want to ask you, have you been down Broadway to see your face just like plastered there on the billboard? I have. We we came into town. I spent about half my time in Austin and the other half in, in Nashville. And I came to town for uh, for the big billboard, the, the famous Nashville sign, um, ran a billboard for the new single release. And that was, uh, it was an honor to be up there uh, among some mega stars. I, I couldn't, couldn't believe it, but it was very shocking. Um, I tell people all the time, it was just kind of a, it's like a big iceberg. Yes. My name is on it and my face was plastered up there, but it, it is a kind of a culmination of almost 30 years in this business. And so many people from wonderful songwriters to management, to record labels. I mean, the list goes on and on and on that, uh, that got me to a point where I could be pictured on a billboard. And I was just so grateful and so thankful to so many people uh, looking at, at my mug shot up there was was just it needed to be 40 other people with me that got me to that point. But it was uh, it was a true honor to to be on the, the famous Nashville sign. It's been in that location for, gosh, I mean, 100 years, I think. So it was really cool to be up there. Yes. OK, so I want to ask you, is it still there? Because if it is, what I need to do is go downtown, take a picture of it and then post it. <laughs> With the podcast, <laughs> there you go. It's uh, it's not still running right now. <laughs> okay, you have to send me a picture then. I think it was way too much money to have it running for like three months, but uh, yes, I uh, yeah, I, I used to live in West End back in the early two thousands for several years, so I was very familiar with the area. It was uh, it was so cool. We would just walk up from from the hotel and look at it at night, and look at it during the day. It was like wow, it was, just, it was very cool. That's amazing. Well, you know, so your your career started in high school, uh, but, but before then, is this? Did you know this is what I want to do? Um, 
Yes. I mean, I, I knew for a long time. There might there's pictures that circulate around the Chitsy household of me with a an old chili bowl haircut when I was, you know, four and five years old holding a guitar and things like that. So it was always something. I always had a passion for country music. Uh, I was raised with, uh, you know, George Strait and Keith Whitley and Mel Tillis. And I mean, some of the great Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard. I mean, the list I could go on and on and on. But I was raised around country music. Um, and, and I knew very, very early in life that I wanted to try and pursue it. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, once it gets it, once it gets in there, it's really hard to get out. And you know, I, I don't know if if everyone really understands. There's a lot of sacrifice that goes into what you're doing, and I know because of what I what I experienced in my own household and the years and years and years and years put into music. Um, I know for my girls, you know, it started very young. Um, from the time they were in elementary and now they're, you know, 20 and 23. And there's a lot of hours of sacrifice. There's a lot of missing time with friends, like typical kids may do, you know, Um, because, you know, you have to practice or rehearse or perform, or you have something that you have to do. And, and so I I think it kind of sets a work ethic for an individual who chooses this field um, in a different kind of way. Don't you think? I totally agree with you. I've always had a, an amazing work ethic, but it, uh, you, you're, you're so right. You tend to, once it gets in your blood, it, it's, it's there and it's something that you long to do. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's God given, God gave me the voice, God gave me the ability. And, and I'm so thankful for him every day. But like you said, you, you, I hate to say you lose friends, but you, you really do because you're concentrating so hard on making it and, and rehearsing and, and just everything that goes along with, with being in the music business. It's uh, you live for that few minutes of getting up on stage or the, the few minutes of hearing a song played on the radio where it, it's, uh, you know, I tend to, t- people ask me about college friends all the time. And when I was in college, and I'll say I had some great friends in college, but unfortunately I, we don't, my, all of my twenties and most of my thirties was spent on the road, 150 days a year living in a bus. And I didn't, I didn't have time for friends. It's it's um, one of those things I kind of kick myself in the rear end every day that I didn't keep up with all my college friends because I was so focused on my band and, and my whole organization. But yes, I totally agree with you. Yeah, you know, it, that is it's really hard because, you know, you're, you're trying to live your dream. You're trying to fulfill something inside your spirit and your soul. That's like pulling you forward, you know, to, to do something you feel like maybe God's even laid on your heart. And that's hard to explain to others without people sometimes mistaking you for thinking, Oh, I'm so much better than you when it really is about a passion and a dream, and maybe um, you know something. You've just you've had this feeling like I, I got to do this, you know. Um, and totally agree. I, I hope people can maybe understand that a little bit more from our conversation today. That you know you have to have that support. Um, uh, that you've got to have that whole crew around you, don't you? Oh, it's so well said. I mean, it's a massive. Massive support system. Uh, you're away from family. It, it takes a, a huge understanding of, of everybody involved in that uh, that support system. You're away from friends, and you're away from your wife and your kids, and it's it, it's tough at times. It really is, but it uh, it definitely takes a, a whole system of support to, to get you through a lot of these times. 
Yeah, it absolutely does, especially being away from home, like what you've talked about. Can you, um, are you, do you like writing music or would you rather sing songs that either you contributed to or someone else has written? Or is it kind of a mixture of both? That's a great question. Um, I have never honestly been a a big songwriter. I have tried and tried and it's just not something... um, It's just not something that that God gave me to do. So I, I, fortunately, all these years, I have uh, been so blessed to to have amazing songs from amazing songwriters. Uh, I've I've partnered along the way with a lot of big songwriters. I have several right now uh, from my current single, Last Time I Saw You, was written by Rob Martin and Frank Maroney, two amazing songwriters that we... uh, Recently, back in, I guess, last November, it's been about a year now, recorded two of their songs, just recorded three more, have three more we're doing, but it's it's almost a, a partnership, kind of a conglomerate when you find really good songwriters that uh, fit you. And, and uh, it's just so great to have those guys in your corner. Over the years, uh, I've got a hold of some amazing songs uh, from guys that have had upwards of 70 number one hits. And, and it's just uh, growing up, one of my kind of mentors was George Strait, and he, George, for years recorded a ton of Dean Dillon songs. And Dean Dillon is one of my favorite songwriters, but I think George was up to 27 number ones written by Dean Dillon. So when you find that songwriter that really fits you, uh, and you can kind of partner with that songwriter and, and become great friends, and they almost write for you. Um, but I, I just have been blessed with so many great songwriters that have come through. For me, uh, over the years, I, I can't take credit for it. I, I, I owe it all to them, but um, wish it was in my blood. I've sat down many times and, and, and tried to write and tried to write, and it's just uh, it's just not. So I'll leave it to the professional songwriters, the guys who, who do it all day, every day for a living. It, 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 you're right. It is a hard thing to do. And I know, um, I mean, I'm an author, and so I've tried to shift a little bit into songwriting. Mm-hmm. And it for to me, it almost seems like um, it's a story or poetry that you put to music, you know. But it doesn't yeah. make it easy. And then, you know, you have you have folks out there like our our uh, mutual friend Thornton Klein, who um, he just texted me this morning. He's written four more songs since I talked to him the other day. So he's just like this nonstop machine writing. It he just keeps blowing to him, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, um, that's amazing that you have found those folks and it does, you know, they can, the thing is though, you can have a really great song, but don't, don't sell yourself short because if the deliverance of the music isn't good, the song just isn't going to get to where it could be, you know? No, I totally agree. And so yeah. it really takes, uh, it takes a tribe or a village or whatever it we want to call it in the music industry, mm-hmm. um, together to get it done. Um, what has been like one of your, I guess, most amazing experiences that you've had throughout the years on the road or on stage or performing or recording? What has been, you probably have a bunch, but does anything stick out? There's a lot that sticks out. Um, I Back in the, the mid 2000s, my manager at the time uh, managed a couple of NASCAR drivers. And so we got to do a ton of stuff, a ton of NASCAR events, uh, singing at NASCAR events in front of 100 to 200,000 people. And, and that was um, that was amazing. I mean, stepping on stage in front of that kind of crowd where there's so many people, um, 
it just you, you can't even it's indescribable almost there's some when you play in a bar or a, a show with three four five hundred people you can sit there and see everybody but when you're in front of a hundred thousand it's very different um it's just an over, overwhelming uh, crowd noise that uh it, it, it's amazing but we did a lot with nascar uh, i know you're a, an advocate for autism we got to do um at the time, my manager was managing uh, the Sadler brothers, Hermie Sadler, Elliot Sadler. So we got to do Hermie's a, a big advocate for all the autism research and awareness. So we got to do a lot for autism. And that was awesome. The Speedway Children's Charity, uh, which is a huge NASCAR event. Um, every time we play Vegas, we do the Speedway Children's Charity Fund and donate a ton of money and stuff to that. And it was just awesome doing all the charity work. But it's one of the one of the reasons I love doing what I do is get, getting to do wonderful things for other people. Yeah. And you know, you, you um, have a lot of doors and opportunities that open up for you. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. Which is wonderful. And now yeah. um, for recording, do you have any, um, not, do you have your own recording studio or do you have, you know, what's your favorite, do you have a favorite Nashville and then a favorite where you live? Another wonderful question. Everything I've ever recorded has always been in Nashville. Um, just, uh, again, some of the best songwriters, some of the best musicians, producers, mixers, masters, uh, everybody. I, I've always done everything. I've always been kind of a Nashville artist. Um, but uh, I've, I've cut it. I've cut it Ocean Way. I've cut it The Parlor. Um, I've, I've cut it many studios in Nashville. I've, I don't necessarily have a favorite. I, I love them all. And everybody that I've worked with there has always been so good to me that uh, I just... I love coming to Nashville to record music. It, it's just, uh, it's an awesome thing. And I, I just, I love everybody that, that has been a part of what I have cut over the years. I've cut, I've recorded now almost, oh gosh, 35, 40 songs in Nashville over the last almost 30 years, 25, 26 years. Um, worked with so many people, so many people. The list just went on. I, when this current single went number one, I was, I sat down on social media and just thanked so many people. It was probably, probably 40 people at least um, that got me to that point. And, and there's people now that I'm thinking running through my head that I left off that, that got me to that point. Um, but uh, amazing, amazing people in Nashville. Uh, mm -hmm. Just love every, every experience of every studio I've ever worked with in, in, in Nashville. It's really an iconic place to be. Have you ever, did, have you done the Bluebird? Years ago, back in the early 2000s, I have. Yeah. It's such a great experience. If anyone's listening and they get to ever come yes. to Nashville, it's such a, it's a really different experience. We did it twice over the summer. And so, um, you know, it's so, um, it's one of the most intimate settings I think that you get and, and people are there to listen. And right. everyone's quiet and completely focused on the artist. So it really is totally different than like a concert event or things like that, you know, or mm -hmm. venues. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, talk to us about your new song. And um, it has gone number one. Um, and uh, talk to us a little bit about the video. Uh, you know, it's so amazing. I, I love that we're still making videos with music because <laughs> so many people are visual you know, and want to, they may close their eyes and see a visual of the song, but it's really cool to see like what, what other creations are out there that like the artist has come up with or. Totally agree. We, we live in such a very well said, we live in such a visual society. It, it kind of, um, it's disappointing that our CMTs and our GACs and even MTVs 
really no longer play videos. So when it, the opportunity came up to, hey, let's do a video for this, it was, oh, most definitely, it's uh, got to do a video. Um, we shot half the video at a um, old western town that I own uh, here in Texas. It's about two hours northwest of Austin, a little town called Brownwood. Um, it's a 13-acre old western town, a three-street old western town called Los Trece. And Los Trece, number 13 in Spanish is Trece. So the, the town is called Los Trece. It's a registered town in Texas. Los Trece, Texas. Uh, website's LosTrece.com if you're wanting to check out an old cool western town in, in Texas. But uh, it's uh, 13 acres. We have a big RV park. We have an indoor saloon. Um, 10 Airbnbs, big restaurant, six, seven different bars. We have a big outdoor stage, indoor stage. It's a big live music venue. So we shot half the video uh, at Los Trece and then went to Nashville for the other half of the video. So um, Old Hickory Lake and, and a lot of stuff in, in Gallatin, uh, Hendersonville, just north of town. So had a great time doing it. Had a really cool Na Austin team, video team, uh, and then a, a great Nashville team. So we uh, the video was so much fun. I think we did it in three weekends, but um, it was a wonderful three weekends. People don't realize how hard it is to shoot a music video. <laughs> it is so it is, much work. It, it is, is so much work. I mean, so it, work. Yes. you're up at the crack of dawn and you're shooting for 12 hour days. And, you know, this was, we shot this video in July. So here in Texas, it was 105 degrees. So you put on one shirt and within five minutes, you're sweating through the whole shirt. So it's, a few scenes and change of clothes. And we, I probably changed 20 shirts a, a day trying to shoot that video here in Texas. It was so hot, but uh, it was wonderful. Again, wouldn't trade it for the world. It's, it's kind of what we, what we live for is the opportunity to put something out like that. Um, Worked with a great video promotions team that, that went out. This was my first kind of global release um, with, with Thornton Klein, Klein records and, and clientele records and, and Sony, Orchard on the distribution end. So it went out to, you know, uh, 180 countries, 250,000 different platforms and in, in radio and TV. And so it, it was global. And that was the first one I've had out of the, I don't know, gosh, uh, 15 singles I've released over the years that was a more of a global perspective. So uh, it was nice to see the reports come in. And it was at, I think, 102 different uh media formats all over the world added it from vh1 india to to places in africa and it was literally uh you know on the side of buildings in japan on video screens and just crazy stuff that it's hard to really comprehend I know, uh, but it was an amazing experience it really is amazing experience um and you shot some of that down the road here for me uh yeah. on the lake and um i have to ask you about the town what sure. made you buy the town? <laughs> I mean, who knows somebody who owns a town? I think it's awesome. <laughs> now we have to come visit because you have all those things going on there. So we definitely please, need to come visit. Please, yeah. please come, come and visit. The opportunity arose. My sister and I have a, a real estate uh, investment company and we're involved in a lot of real estate stuff. I, uh, my father was uh, a builder here in town and kind of got us into the real estate world and so uh, the opportunity came up to to buy this town. The guy that started it was a uh, was actually a welder of, uh, of high end doors, custom kind of front doors for homes, and uh, had a big welding shop and had a vision and a dream of, of this old western town. And he started it from the ground up. And uh, 
kind of turned it into a business. And he knew that he wasn't a, a real business owner. And it, it got to the point where there were thousands of people wanting to come to this town. And so he, he put it up for sale. And um, my dad was a huge John Wayne fan and, and sat around watching old cowboy movies all day long. And my sister and I were like, man, we, we I lost my father in, in 2020. Um, so we kind of said, hey, let's let's get this town and, and turn it around and open it up kind of for dad. And, and that's what we did. And it's uh, nice. it's a thriving town now. It's we, she, my sister really runs it. Uh, I'm so busy with other things, but she she's done an amazing job uh, at Los Trece. So is she the sheriff? <laughs> Great question. Uh, yes and no. We have a we have a cool town sheriff. We have a we have kind of a gunfight crew of six, seven guys that put on gunfights for people and stuff. But we have a sheriff that was, has actually been in um, over 25 John Wayne movies. He's a, an older gentleman. Uh, he would, he appeared in the last time I saw you uh, music video. I'm, I'm carrying a guitar, walking into the saloon, and he kind of does a, a tip of the hat to me. Um, but he is he's an awesome sheriff. But on the other hand, my sister is uh, she's a pretty pretty darn good sheriff as well, and she. <laughs> She runs the town at this point, so yeah, she's uh she she's the other sheriff of town. I know you probably can't have two sheriffs. <laughs> this one we'll say we can because I guess we own the town. And if yeah, you want to have two sheriffs, charge. you can have two sheriffs. That's right. You're in charge. What is <laughs> uh what's up for you next? What project are you working on right now? Um, we're working on second single. You know, it's um when you bring somebody like Sony into play, it's they want you're working on second single, you're working on third single, you're working on, they've got the whole next year kind of lined out with new single coming out in January. Um, it's a song, a little sneak peek called Life is Hard, Whiskey's Easy. Uh, we're working right now, we're shooting the video at the Jack Daniels Distillery in Lynchburg uh, coming up nice. real soon, but that will be released in January, right at the first of January, probably first week of January. And um, just working on that and getting ready for May, June with the, the follow-up single to that. So um, working a lot right now. Busy, busy. Yeah. Well, it never ends. And, never ends. you know, you get done with the project, it's time for the next project. And sometimes you don't even have time to kind of breathe it all in, uh, you know, and, and take it all in. And then, uh, it, but it's funny because I, I think for creatives, once something's done, we're ready for it to be out there. And sometimes it takes a lot longer for it to get out there than what we're ready for. Um, and I, I, music, I think, tends to move a little faster. It just depends on the music and what you're doing, you know, than like, of course, books and stuff. They take quite a while to come out uh, or write and finish and all put all the finishing touches on things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what do you hope for, like where you are right now, you've done so much in your life, you have so much going on, you know, for the next five, 10 years, what, what is your hopes and wishes and dreams? Man, what a great question. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm heavily involved with, with all three of my children. That is um, something that, that means a lot to me. I've coached all of, I, I played baseball for years in high school, college. Uh, I've coached my son for many years. I have a 15-year-old. Um, I have a 12-year-old daughter. They're heavily involved in sports. Um, I have a three-year-old who's kind of getting to that point now. And, and uh, so I want to be here for my kids, but I'm, I'm always pursuing music, and, and music's a big deal to me. So uh, I'm involved in, in many other things. I own and operate. A, uh, I tell people all the time that I'm a – 
I'm an I'm an engineer by education and I'm a, a country music singer by profession, if you will. But I've always had two to three to four other jobs and other different careers that, that all have kind of tied in together. But I do everything I do is it comes down to I, I do it all so I can do music pretty much. Um, so heavily involved in all that. I know the music. I know we're just going to keep releasing singles and releasing singles. We need to get some legs under this project again. Um, so um, probably when we get two or three or four songs out there, we'll get on a, a national tour, get back out on the road, um, shaking hands and, and meeting all the, the great fans all over the world. Again, I'm excited to go do Europe, uh, to go do Southeast Asia. Um, so we're, we're looking, uh, you know, we're kind of global perspective now. It's, it's amazing how big country music is mm. all over the world. And for people that don't know it, they think that country music is in Texas and Tennessee and in Alabama, and it is. Uh, by God, it is. It, we, we love all those fans, but it's, it is global. It is, it's all over the world. It's all over Southeast Asia. Uh, it, it's all over Australia. It's all over Canada. It, it is, country music is global, and it's so nice to be in it. It's so nice to see that, that you have fans all over Europe, and you can chart a number one song on the Euro chart and the Italian chart and the world music chart, and, and country music is, is not only respected, but it, it's, it's loved. It's cherished. They, uh, the, the people of the world love good country music. I, yeah, you are. I mean, you are absolutely right. It, it just it's amazing to me how far the spread is. But it's also really um, awesome to be able to um, have folks appreciate your work because there's so much that goes into all this. I mean, it just looks like the life of Riley. And it really, in a lot of ways, is not because it's a lot of hard work, dedication, sacrifice, time away from family, you know, and whatever else there is. And sometimes it's not even living like a normal, just, you know, a normal average life. Um, and you're never bored. Uh, except maybe in between when you're on the downside, you know, and you're relaxing and you might be a little yeah. bored, but we all need that kind of, you know, calming down and everything. Where can um, new fans out there find you and your old and, and fans who may not know where to find you? Where can they find you? Yeah. My website is chrischitsymusic.com. Um, all over every social platform at Chris Chitsy. So that's where they can find me. Um, and hopefully mid to next year um, at an arena near you. Uh, hopefully we're getting back out on the road uh, come probably probably June, late summer, uh, into the fall. So that's where they can find me and get all my music everywhere, anywhere you can, uh, you know, stream or download music. Awesome. Well, I can't wait. So yes, I, I want to know if you're coming here. We're definitely going to come. Uh, and we're, we're big fans. We, we just, we're so excited for you. And um you know, we want to support what you're doing. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to, to get together next time I'm in town. Hopefully we can. Absolutely. You promised me that we will get together and um, we'll, we'll do. Some, well, I don't know. We'll have some fun. So awesome. Let's yeah. do it. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And um, and we'll be back soon on, on cover to cover and do something nice for yourself. And blessings, Chris. Blessings. Thank you. Right back at you. Appreciate it. Thank you for being a part of our audience today. Please subscribe, like, and share the podcast with your friends and tune in for the next episode of Cover to Cover for all things in the author world.